Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Tuesday, April the 26th, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to go over the NBA three-game playoff slate for tonight for both FanDuel, DraftKings, Yahoo, all our DFS partners, and also for prize picks. We've got some great plays for you today, and we're going to go over those and break them down, try to make it somewhat uh, quicker than normal so everybody has a chance to look at it, listen to it, and start building those lineups. Definitely have to get them together throughout the day so you can fine-tune them and not be rushed uh, right before lock. That is certainly a good way to do it. All right, a couple of things. First of all, real quickly, uh, big news yesterday and today, we're offering a free five-day membership to Coach Talk. How about that? So if you've listened, been a long-time listener, and uh, wanted to try it out or see what we've got, there's it's completely free for five days uh, if you sign up today. Just go to uh, our wonderful YouTube, uh, I'm sorry, Twitter page, at DFS Coach Talk, and uh, you can sign up right there. There's a link. Our man Colin has that up there. Uh, you can check it out. It is pinned on Twitter. And uh, and come and play with us for five days. See what we've got. We've got a lot of basketball playoffs this week, a lot, tons of MLB baseball, and, of course, the PGA Tournament. So we would love to have you join what I feel is the best community in the DFS uh, and prize pick space. Um, also, as I was about to say before, if you're watching this on YouTube, take a quick second, hit that thumbs up. You know, we would really appreciate the thumbs up and a subscribe if you haven't done that already. And then click that little alarm in the upper corner. That'll let you uh, know. They'll give, give you a nice alert every time one of our podcasts posts. So you can check it out or you can zip through it. Uh, we'll put timestamps on most of our podcasts so you know when the games are and you can skip around and do whatever you need to do there. So uh, we would love to have you check us out. All right, let's dive into this. We've got three interesting series. Maybe one of them wraps up tonight. I believe it probably will. But uh, let's let's take a look at this uh, overall, first of all, because this shift of games in the schedule, uh, or I should say, you know, they're playing every basically couple of days. We do have a total that has been a lot higher than all the rest. So that, you know, becomes the situation where we're seeing consistently in this series that this particular game gets pretty stacked up and it's it's deserved. So let's talk about that first. The Atlanta Miami game total is 217 and a half. The the game I'm talking about in the series I'm talking about is the second game at 7:30, Minnesota and Memphis, that is 232 and a half. And then you finish up with the Pelicans and Suns at 10 o'clock. That's only 215 and a half. So, again, we're back in that same scenario that we have found ourselves in pretty much every other day since these uh, series have begun. And how much is enough? Or, you know, what, how much do you want to count on this Minnesota Memphis game just to have a ton more fantasy points available than the other two? And that's the big decision that you have to make. So we'll talk about that uh, as we go through these three games. I will say this. 
I believe, and again, this is game theory, game scripting. You go through it. Everybody has a different way of building lineups and getting it done. If you're using optimizers, that's great. We do use optimizers just to get a take, you know, to take a look at everything. Uh, we look at all kinds of information. And then what we do here at Coach Talk is we hand build. Uh, we feel the majority of players out there uh, hand build or play a couple of lineups or even a handful. I think it's really uh, not the norm for people to just mass enter 150 contests all over the place. And that's great. It's a great strategy. You can make money doing it. But I just don't think a lot of people have the resources to do that. So we're trying to appeal to the biggest uh, group out there. And that's what you'll see with Coach Talk as we go through these games and slates. And that goes for all of our sports. We do that uh, in baseball, football, and golf as well. All right. The first game, my game script look at the at this game is it's Atlanta at Miami. Miami's favored by only seven, and it's a 217 and a half total. Now, let's go through, and then I'll give you my game script on this. The implied total for Atlanta is 105.25. For Miami, it's 112.25. As far as injury designations here, in, the, in that first game, we've got Bogdanovich and Capella questionable, and that's important to get the information on both. It is an elimination game. Miami's up 3-1, so you would think if Bogdanovich or Capella can pull themselves out there that they'll get some minutes, but neither one is going to be uh, at 100% if they do play. Uh, Lou Williams remains out. For Miami, it's been interesting throughout this first round. They've got guys in and out and questionable. It's a little bit clearer today. We know Kyle Lowry's not going to play. P.J. Tucker and Caleb Martin are both questionable. So the question is for them up 3-1, you know, they P.J. Tucker is an important defensive piece for them throughout the playoffs if they want to make a deep run. You know, the question will be, does he play or not, or does he play limited? Uh, same thing with Caleb Martin, important uh, part of the team off the bench. So we need to see what the situation is there. Gabe Vincent, Vincent is probable. I think he'll start and uh, and probably start at the point. So there are there is news in this game, um, and some of it will will uh, blend into uh, what we're looking that we think is going to script out here. Uh, during the regular season, just as a reminder, Atlanta's the 19th fastest, Miami 29th, second slowest team in the league. So not tremendous pace here. Again, you know, that's some concern. We've talked about it every, uh, you know, every game of this series. But, you know, they're, they're playing to those numbers because they're neither one is moving much on this pace number at all. Defensively, you know, Atlanta has struggled all year. They're 26th. Miami uh, has been solid. They're fifth. So here's my situation here. And again, you know, you can't say that at Coach Talk here that we're, uh, you know, wimpy about, okay, here are the games. Here are the best players. Go for it. You know, we just don't do that. I, I don't want to waste your time. You know, you know, Jimmy Butler's a star. Trey Young's a star. I mean, you don't need to hear that stuff from me. What I think happens in this game personally, I think Miami puts it away. That's my perspective is that this game could blow out, even though Vegas only has it at seven. 
I just think Miami uh, puts it away. Atlanta has been super inconsistent. They did throw that one game together for a win, but I'm going to try to avoid this game as much as possible. I think you're going to get guy, the only guy I would consider playing for Atlanta uh, is Trey Young, but I'm not going to do it. He's 9-3. There's a few other places I want to buy up. He is going to get a volume of shots up, but Miami is going to definitely put the squeeze on him. You've got a lot of other guys that you really can't trust because of injuries and just they're not playing well. Collins is hurt, but he's playing. He's only 5-4. He was really disappointing the last game. You never know out of Herter, Hunter, if Bogdanovich plays or not. Gallinari, how many minutes? DeLon writes some minutes off the bench. There's just so many spots there where you can go wrong. And I just don't think that they have what it takes to get this, this game. I think playing in Miami, there's no possible way they want to go a game six and go back to Atlanta. I'm just going to fade Atlanta completely. As far as Miami, there are a few possibilities here. I'm not going with the big money Butler at 9-2, but I will say Bam at 6-9, a sub 7K is so tempting. Uh, again, I think this game gets somewhat out of hand. Bam hasn't been right in this series. He hasn't played great uh, throughout the series. So I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable, you know, not spending up there either. I think Really, the play here is to go on the cheap. A Max Struess at 4-6 or a Gabe Vincent at 4-1. Uh, mid-level to low mid-level price on a Tyler Hero at 6-5. Those are the guys that I'm more interested in. Just because I think the game script, script is going to uh, you know, create a situation where it gets a little bit out of hand. Let's take a quick look at the last game. Uh, of this series. Um, Butler took 21 shots, had 10 rebounds, four assists, solid game, four steals. Is he going to get 36 minutes? He could. Absolutely. I, th I think I've got him at 30 because I think they're going to get control of the game. Tucker, we don't know if he's going to play. Bam played under 29 minutes, only got 11 shots up. And that's why his price keeps going down. He has not played great. Max Struess, 16 shots up in 35 minutes, and at that price, that's why he's one of my value plays here. Gabe Vincent got 27 and a half minutes in, uh, and it was pretty efficient, you know, four for nine from the field, four assists, grab a steal. Again, a cheap option that you can go to. The guy that was awful was Tyler Hero. He was one for eight, only eight shots up in 21 minutes, so... Yeah, if you go with him, it's got to be just on a gut feeling. And he is one of those guys that has a pretty low floor, but he also has a pretty high ceiling. So if you feel like, uh, you know, gambling, maybe he's the guy you can think about. Other than that, though, you know, they used Oladipo. I would not suck into that. You know, 23 minutes, he was three for 10. So I get it. He's tempting, but uh, not going to go there either. So again, I just don't like the feel of this game. If they do blow them out, I think, you know, there's a lot of guys that can contribute to that. I mean, I wouldn't blame anybody for play, uh, playing Butler 
he's certainly uh, the guy that, that would be the number one choice for me if I do pay up here. But if not, I'm going to go on the cheap um, and go from there. So on the Atlanta side, we know DeAndre Hunter had a, a, a nice game, nine for 13 in 30 minutes. Uh, so again, you know, one of your options there, but very subdued games from Collins and Capella. Um, Herter one for seven. You know, Trey had a, a horrific game, three for 11 in 35 and a half minutes. They're just really having trouble against this Miami defense. We know Bogdanovich is banged up. He was horrible, one for six. A lot of people went to lawn right. He did get there, believe it or not, in 25 minutes because he was able to grab a bunch of rebounds and, and get a few things done, but not feeling comfortable with any of those guys. So, again, you know, it's going to be contrarian, but I probably uh, will very likely come out of that game with nobody on a three-game slate, which is very unusual. All right. Big stance, but we'll see if it works. Second game, of course, Stack City. I mean, let's just face it. You, you Sometimes you got to uh, play the cards that you're dealt. And, you know, we've got a game here that should be a terrific, hard-fought, high-scoring game. It's 2-2 in this series, an extremely important game for both sides. Memphis is at home. Memphis is only favored by six. And it's a 232.5 total, 113.25 implied for Minnesota, 119.25 for the Memphis Grizzlies. As far as any injuries, <clears throat> none for Minnesota. We know our buddy Cheeseburgers Williamson is <clears throat> listed as questionable. So, yeah, we'll see. Is he really going to play? I bought into that last time earlier in this series that he might play. We'll keep an eye on it, but I don't see it happening. He did look great in uh, a, a practice session where he was windmill dunking and all that. So who knows? You know, let's keep an eye on that news. We'll be on top of it in Discord throughout. But I don't see him playing. If he does, it will be massively limited. So uh, not that important to me. Um, Aldama and Tilly remain out. And I don't know why they're even on the list, but we say them every single day. Pace-wise in this game, Minnesota first, Memphis third, you know, and they still keep pushing and running the ball even though it's the playoffs. Defensively, Minnesota above average at 13. Memphis is up to fourth. They have played solid defense all year, and they actually are playing somewhat decent uh, defense even with Jaw in there, whereas they padded those stats on the games defensively that Jaw was out. So an interesting uh, deal here. Where do you... Where do you stack this game is the question, and uh, and, and where do we want to go on, on these two sides? So let's take a look at the last time these two teams played. Let's break that down a little bit here. And they played each other on Sunday. So we're going to call that up here real quick, didn't they? Or did they play today's Tuesday? Oh, okay. This they got an extra day's rest here. So this was actually a Saturday game of Memphis and Minnesota. So that extra day rest uh could help some of these guys that are dinged up. On the Memphis side, uh Dylan Brooks got 20 shots up. He had the most shots for uh Memphis, and you, that's how he is. When he starts firing, he keeps firing, but he did go 10 for 20. 
in 34 minutes uh, and certainly is an option again. Jaron Jackson, of course, fouled out. What else is new? He only got 23 minutes in and only six shots up. So super hard guy to depend on uh, because of that foul trouble. Uh, Desmond Bain, as he's been all season, you know, 11 for 18, 8 for 12 from three. I mean, unbelievable. People don't realize what a season he had. Uh, he broke the record for all-time threes made for a, in a season for a Memphis Grizzly. Uh, that's how good. It's no fluke. He's done it all season. Uh, his peripherals were not good, though. Only two rebounds, four assists. Uh, I think those go up a little bit. I think Bain is somewhat of a must-play for me uh, today. And I don't mind Bain and Brooks together. And Jaw, a terrible game for him. Four for 13. Um, first of all, only 13 shots up is low. And that percentage is terrible. 0 for 2 from 3. He only got to the foul line three times. So, yes, they're blitzing him. Yes, they're doubling him. He was able to dish out 15 assists and get eight rebounds. So, you know, he's a terrific talent. And he only had two turnovers. That's a big thing because when he gets these big assist number games, he generally has quite a few assist, uh, turnovers as well. So if he can get the shot going, and I think he will, uh, I think that he's a, a, a terrific play here. Certainly a great buy-up option. He should get mid-30s minutes without question. So, you know, I know they're the three top guys, but Brooks, Bain, and Morant all heavily in play for me. Uh, two out of three of those guys will be in every one of my lineups. One of the, the nice surprises in this playoffs for Memphis is Brandon Clark. He's really stepped up and filled a gap for Jackson and uh, certainly for uh, them playing basically without Steven Adams. Uh, he only played three minutes. So Clark's been pretty much the pseudo center, if you will. And in, in 29 minutes, he went seven for nine from the field, five rebounds, four assists. His price is still good, and I think he's definitely an option if you want to go a little bit cheaper than those three main guys. After that, I really don't think anybody else is playable. Uh, Tyus Jones is terrific when he does play, and he was great in Jaws' absence. I just don't know if he gets enough minutes here. Um, it's, he did get 22 minutes, and he did play alongside Jaw for some of those, and he, he produces when he's in there. So he's not a throwaway. It's just you do risk a 13-, 14-minute game uh, and really uh, not having him get there. But as a last man in, uh, he is uh, a possibility. Um, for Minnesota, you know, you've got your main guys playing just a boatload of minutes. Edwards played 37, Vanderbilt 35, Cat 42 and a half, Beverly 37 and a half, and Russell 35, almost 36 minutes. So those are the five. And after that, you really can't trust any of those guys at all. 11 minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes. It's just the starting five. They're going to live or die with this squad in a 2-2. I would expect nothing less. Um, Vanderbilt uh, has been solid throughout. His price is drifting up a little bit, but certainly well in play. And then, you know, Beverly, same thing. He's able to get there at times. He's not, you know, he has a limited ceiling, but a pretty safe floor uh, with the minutes he's getting. 
So either one of those can be the value guy for sure, uh, based on what they can do. Uh, and then the decision becomes, you know, with the three main players and their pricing. You know, D'Angelo only went three for 12, so a disappointing game for him. Uh, I think he'll get some of those shots to fall. He still grabs seven assists uh, with two rebounds and only two turnovers. So Russell well in play, and he's a little bit cheaper than the other two. Uh, Edwards only got 14 shots up, and uh, I think he'll he'll get more towards the 20-shot mark in this game. Uh, he's one of my favorite plays, if not my favorite play on Minnesota. Uh, you know, his peripherals can be shaky at times, but he can throw in some some uh, stocks for sure. I mean, two steals, three blocks the last game. You wouldn't expect uh, that number, but, you know, he's going to get you some. Uh, but I think he'll, he'll add on uh, with some rebounds. Uh, not a big assist guy, but did have four the last game. So if he can drop a few more of these shots, keep those other numbers going, uh, he could be the top scorer uh, on this squad for sure. The big decision comes with Cat. I mean, he's playing with a purpose uh, in this series. But in Memphis, it's a hell of a lot tougher than feeding off that home crowd. And they're going to be on him pretty hard in this game. Uh, he is playing a, a huge amount of minutes. Did get 17 shots up. Had 14 rebounds. And certainly will be in that center spot. Uh, for a lot of people uh, tonight, and deservedly so. I mean, he's in the best spot, I think, of any of the bigs without question on this slate. So that's a decision I'm still making. I'll make throughout the day. I'll be discussing it in our Discord at Coach Talk. But you will see probably five of my players coming out of this game, maybe six, very likely six. I think this is the game. I think it's going to be uh, a, a terrific game and a must game, really, for both teams uh, at 2-2. All right, before we get into the last game on this slate, if you haven't joined us yet, it's time. It's free. Five-day pass. Go to at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter. There's a link there. We have pinned uh, the pinned tweet. Jump in. Join us. Five free days. Join today, you get Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So you get all of our PGA action for the whole tournament and for weekend, only PGA, all of our baseball every day, and of course, all of these NBA playoff games. We would love to have you uh, join our community and jump in. Um, we are, this uh, podcast is presented by Prize Picks. Uh, go to prizepicks.com if you haven't already. Most of our listeners have. It is awesome. A great way to play. Uh, prop plays on prize picks. It's on fire. And they will match you on your first deposit, dollar for dollar, all the way up to 100 bucks. Uh, all you have to do is use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, no space. You sign up there with that promo co code. If you put in 100 bucks, boom, you get 100 extra free bucks in there from prize picks. No questions asked, no drip. It's all right into your account, and you can play it and crush it with us. We give out some prize picks plays on our podcasts, and then we give out some additional plays throughout uh, through Discord throughout the day and prior to lock. All right, let's get into this third and final game. It's another series that 
a lot of people thought would be a blowout series, a sweep series. And then all of a sudden, the Pelicans, an eighth seed against the one seed Suns, uh, decided they're going to show up with their new group with McCullum and Ingram uh, leading the way and Joe Val and Herb Jones and Jackson Hayes, Larry Nance back from the dead and the crazy Alvarado getting things done for them. They have been fun to watch and fun to root for. And then Phoenix loses Booker for quite some time now. Uh, he's going to be out. So we've got a series and this becomes a, a must win for Phoenix uh, as well. It's in Phoenix. It's two games apiece. So this should be interesting. Uh, we do have, as a reminder here, we've got some defense on the Phoenix side. Um, and it should be pretty stout because Booker's not their best defender. He's out. That certainly hurts them a ton scoring. But Phoenix still a good defensive team. But the Pels have been able to get just enough done uh, to get some wins here. So the 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 Vegas line here is Phoenix only by six and a half. So pretty low number for this uh, dominant Suns team throughout the season. Um, it's a 215 and a half total. So again, you know, you've got the lowest total, even lower than the Atlanta Miami game. It's 104 and a half implied for the Pels, 111 implied for the Suns. Uh, as far as injuries go here, we've got um I said Zion Williamson for Memphis. I have to be losing my dang mind. I meant Zaire Williams for Memphis being questionable. That's what I was trying to say. They got me with the Z Williams versus Z Williamson. What I'm telling you, man. Co old coach is getting old. That's all I'm saying. I can't see anymore, I guess. But to go back to Memphis, Zaire Williams, not Zion Williams, is questionable. So we'll see. And he's in their rotation if he's there. Zion, our man Cheeseburgers, and the Cheeseburgers on me today because I screwed it up. He is out for the Pels. So we don't have to worry about seeing Mr. Windmill Dunk uh, in there for the Pels. So we know their lineup, what they're going to do is what they've been doing, and it's been pretty successful. For the Suns, same scenario. Booker and Saric are out. So we've got that scenario there. Same thing. We know what they're going to do. Same players. So let's look at, let's find that last game that these two teams played. And that was on... Uh, not the extra day rest. They they played on Sunday. So let's take a look at that because that will give us some indication of uh, what we can expect here. All right. It was 118-103 uh, Pels to tie up that series. And let's look at the Suns first. Uh, you know, the, the shots were really spread out because nobody but Aiton was hitting them. Um, we got 41 minutes for Bridges, but only got 11 shots up, six rebounds, five assists. Now, that's not a good game, four for 11 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3, but he gets ma massive minutes, so he's certainly in play. Jay Crowder, you know, decent game, somewhat unassuming in 29 and a half minutes. He's an option. Aiton was the guy. I mean, they they had trouble stopping him. He played almost 33 minutes. So if he can get that again, you know, maybe he's the play at center uh, here instead of Cat if you want to save a bunch of salary because 
Uh, he seems to be the the soft spot uh, defensively for the Pels. You know, so we'll see if if they go back to him. He was 11 for 14 with eight rebounds. He does have a tendency to get in some foul trouble as well, so it's not without risk. Um, but if the strategy is going to be to start pounding it in uh, inside to eight, and then you know he may be a necessity here. Cam Johnson uh, absorbed a lot of those minutes of Booker's. He played 32 minutes, four for 12, not quite good enough, but certainly a good option at his price because you know he's going to get shots up. And this team spreads out the shots. Nobody's taking an abundance of them at all. Um, Chris Paul with a really a bad game for him. I mean, two for eight from the field and three turnovers. You don't see either one of those things. Uh, and so I expect a bounce back game from him. There's no way he's going to put out that kind of game here. Um, this is his best chance to win a championship. Let's face it. He's never got one. He's got pretty much accomplished everything else in the league except that. And so I I'm expecting a big game from him. I know he absolutely ripped out my guts in this last, just killed me the last, uh, go around here on Sunday, but I'm going to go back to Chris Paul. He's going to be my buy-up guy uh, on the Phoenix Sun side. I just think he steps up, and I know he's being defended really well. I get that. I know Alvarado gets under his skin. I know all of that stuff, but it's Chris Paul. He's been in this league a long time. He's healthy, and I think he bounces back from that terrible game. He did get 11 assists, so it's not like you know he's not out there running the show. But I'm expecting a bounce back, and I think you'll see all the people that were stung on Sunday like me, a lot of them may just say screw that and go with Jaw or whatever, but I'm going to stick with uh, CP here and see what happens. After that, it's a crapshoot, my friends. Sham at Payne. Payne did get up 10 shots, but only 3 for 10. Then you're getting you know a bunch of other contributions from uh, McGee and and Craig, but not playable in my book. I think you either pay up, get Chris Paul, Bridges is safe minutes, Crowder's pretty safe in minutes, Aiton certainly very popular, and Cam Johnson a good option. So lots of good opportunities here for Phoenix playing at home in what they have to feel like is an elimination game out of nowhere for them because they just coasted all year. And now, you know, you can't go down 3-2 and have to go back to New Orleans. So uh, I will have some Suns in my lineup, and I think uh, I think it's a good play. The two guys from the Pelicans that everybody's playing, and also deservedly so, that's sort of the, the words of the day, deservedly so, they both played 36 minutes and 28 seconds, Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum. They both got over 20 shots up each again. Ingram was 11 for 23 and McCollum 8 for 21. Uh, two fantastic plays, no doubt, but you have to spend the price. You know, if you're not going to stack an extra guy in that Minnesota-Memphis game, if you want to pass on an Edwards or a Cat or D'Angelo uh, or Jaw or Brooks or Bain, you can go with either Ingram or McCollum. I wouldn't play both in, uh, in this situation just because it's Phoenix in Phoenix. And as a reminder, you know, 21st in pace for New Orleans, Phoenix is ninth, so they do play fairly quick. Not quite as quick without Booker, but they still run the floor. Pels had played poor defense all year, 20th, 
but they have played better in the playoffs. And of course we know the Suns third uh, can D it up. So there's a good likelihood that I won't spend up here for Ingram or McCollum. Uh, but I think the popular thing will be to, to have one of those guys. Cause if they're going to stay in this game, either both of them, or at least one of them is going to have to have an outstanding game. Uh, they're both playable, no question about it, but it's all in roster construction. You know, I'm not going to tell you to play every great player. Like I said, from every team, cause it's an impossibility. Uh, but if I was to go to one or the other, I think CJ would be my pick. Uh, Ingram's looked really good, though. But McCollum, you're going to get a little bit of everything to you. He's he's really passing the ball well uh, uh, also. So those guys playable. Then, you know, you've got the, the Herb Jones factor. He falls in that suit, you know, that spot with, with Bridges and other guys that are just getting massive minutes because they're so important to their team defensively and just in everything that they do. He played 35 minutes again, only seven shots up though, only two rebounds. And that's a little concern, but he's going to be out there. His price is decent and, you know, fairly safe floor, not a great ceiling, but you know, you can get him at a discount. Uh, Larry Nance has been very serviceable in this series, 25 minutes. That's about what we predicted him at. If he can get 25 to 28 minutes again, you know, he's playable. He only got three shots up, which is crazy, but he was three for three with seven rebounds and three assists and a steal. So uh, playable uh, as a cheap option. Um, and then you've got Joe Val. You know, that's your third real center option in the mixed, midst of things here. Again, you know, Phoenix's defense scares me, but Joe Val's looked good. Uh, you know, nothing wrong with 26 points and 15 rebounds. I think a lot of people are going to dive on that from his last game. Their only caution I would say, and the only thing that's making me hesitant on him is he does have the propensity for foul trouble. And there, and when he gets, he gets a foul early or too early, it's like a head game with him. And that's the concern. He only had two fouls the last game, so he was able to play free and play well. Um, but you know, again, there's an incurred risk with Joe Val in that sense, uh, especially with Phoenix and their interior defense. So, uh, that's going to be a tougher call. I'm probably not going Joe Val, but I think he'll be a lot more popular than he was, um, you know, earlier in this series and his statistics and play, you know, warrants that, but, um, I'm probably going to go more. If I go somewhere here to McCollum or safer Herb Jones or cheaper Larry Nance. So that is it, my friends. That's the full three-game breakdown. That gives you everything you need to know to get these lineups uh, started and built. We'd love to have you come join us at Coach Talk. Um, just go to our Twitter, at DFS Coach Talk. You can sign up there for the five-day free membership. Join us. We'll have all of our prize picks, plays. We'll have all of our um, player news. Uh, then once the lineup time comes around uh, with 30 minutes before lock, we'll we'll give out our core plays on DraftKings. We'll give out some full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo. And uh, we'll have a lot of good discussion in there to, uh, you know, to, to what these games are going to be. 
All right, let's give finish the day out with a couple of prize picks plays for you. Um, you know, I have to get, I'm going to look up real quickly here on the fly. My man, Josh Crash Davis, sent me some prize picks plays to share with you guys today. So I don't want to cut him short on that because he's been hot. Here they are. This is fresh from the desk of Crash Davis 1982, as he's known. And if you want to look him up on Twitter, he's JP Davis 1982. All right. He likes Brandon Ingram over PRA 38 and a half. He likes Desmond Bain over projected real point total of 20 and a half. And he likes Trigger Trey Young under projected assists eight. So those are the three hot take plays for today's action from the one and only Crash Davis. For me, here's where I'm going. Anthony Edwards over 23 and a half real points. I think he's chucking and ducking like a monster today. I think a good chunk of those shots go in. I think that he is a really solid play. Now, here's another statistic I like today. PR, I'm sorry, fantasy score is Desmond Bain 34. I like him uh, over 34. So I've got a guy from each side in this game that I'm stacking today, Anthony Edwards, total points, and Desmond Bain, fantasy score, 34. All right, that is it, my friends. That's everything we've got for today. Enjoy the podcast. If you have any comments, mark them down here. Send them to us on on YouTube. Uh, When you're listening, we'll answer all of those. I am at Joe Sarvati on Twitter if you want to look me up there. If you want to check out our website, and before you sign up for the free membership, you want to look into us a little bit. See what we're all about. It's uh, dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, all of our information, our staff, our uh, we've been around two years. We're growing. We have an awesome community, and uh, we'd love to invite you to it. All right. Have a fantastic Tuesday, um, and we'll certainly be back again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA, DFS, and prize picks. <laughs>